0: Welcome to New Pod, New Pod, New Pod, New Pod, presented by NotFest.com, Primer fifty five bassist Joshua Toomey and War Machine merch mastermind Roe Coley bring you a weekly dose of all things new. I Album deep dives, news, interviews. This is New
1: Pod. What is up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of New Pod here on Notfest.com. As always, I'm Joshua Toomey. That is Ro Coley, And this week we will recap my adventures at Louder Than Life. Yes. Uh, before, before we get too far into it, man, uh, I've been dealing with the cold this week. I, I figured I got something at Louder Than Life, and I know you've been. You're, you're dying, too. So I think I it's am. everywhere, man. It is. It is. It is.
0: Lots, All right, of, well, lots of fluids.
1: Yeah, crazy times, man. Um, so I did uh 21 interviews at Louder Than Life. God damn, 13 of them on Friday alone. So it was my my brain my brain was mush, but actually, uh, uh Knotfest flew in Slipknot's videographer to like film these videos for. Oh, that's right, I forgot about that. And uh, so Anthony flies in, and after interview nine or ten, I could just see his face. I was like you look how I should be feeling right now <laughs> like because he was just like, man, it's just like it was. It literally like started at 11 o'clock in the morning and we went straight to like four 30, I think four 30 or five, but it was good times. Good times. Amateur. <laughs> right.
0: Just kidding. You just got to get his festival festival legs on, you know?
1: Well, I will say that he is very much used to uh, being slipknots like you know, all access guy. So right. he was definitely slumming it with me in media this week. <laughs> but uh but good dude, Anthony. And I, uh, we you know we we took him out to dinner one night and all that good stuff. Um we'll just dive in, man. Uh Thursday. Uh the big it was it was a big nineties headliner night. And uh, you know, we obviously did the 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 preview. But looking at it now, and when I went to see the show, it was funny. Like the big main headliners being Foo Fighters, Weezer, Rancid, and Three Eleven. Damn, I saw that's... all the four of those bands in the '90s at like a thousand cap room, and it's just crazy now that they're gigantic festival headliners, right? Um, but of those bands, man, Three Eleven absolutely murdered. I interviewed Peanut earlier in the day. That was my first interview of the whole weekend. Um, I kind of wished I had a smaller band first, but diving in with peanut, man, that's going to be a fun episode to, uh, to throw out there. We definitely, yeah, uh, went I, can't down the, to,
0: I can't wait to see that.
1: Yeah. We, we, uh, we don't, we went down the new metal, uh, you know, kind of there because three eleven is kind of a, kind of a father, you know, I think Roach coach calls it a new metal Papa. Um, you know, they, they kind of, uh, you know, brought a lot of the DJ stuff, the two singer stuff, uh, and, and peanut and I talked about that stuff, man.
0: Yeah, I mean they they kind of came in around like in that in that funk metal kind mm-hmm. of uh, aspect and like towards the not towards the end of their run, but like towards the end of the funk metal thing is kind of when you start getting into more of the corn yeah kind of thing and it, it sort of it kinda seamlessly went from there to there. So I could definitely see them being like, you know, the new metal uncle, if you will. Yeah, you know
1: uh rancid they they did like a, a pretty much like a almost like a greatest hit set which is basically them playing an outcome the wolves right <laughs> but uh but i i was just like i'm a i'm a out an outcome of the wolves fan i wouldn't nec- necessarily say i'm a giant rancid fan but uh they played a ton of stuff that i recognized i was like oh the song too all right here we go uh weezer kind of the same thing hits that
0: yeah um, like non-stop hits everything they have is a hit
1: I will say the coolest thing of the night was uh, not the coolest thing of the night, but as uh, where the media tent was and where our bathrooms were, there's there's kind of like a little one two lane road um, that kind of went from the main stage to the bus area. And as I was going to the bathroom at one point, this golf cart whips around the corner and on the back of it is Dave Grohl and Pat Smear and <laughs> I contact with Dave Grohl. So we're, we're best friends now.
0: <laughs> right, he's gonna watch your gerbil when you go away for vacation. Yeah, if
1: he, if if he if he needs anything, he knows where to find me.
0: Right. Um,
1: <laughs> other standouts of the day, obviously, Cody Cambria, fucking murdered. Um, one of the best interviews of the weekend was Jamie from Code Orange. That was definitely oh, very cool. You know, got got the weekend uh, got the weekend going. Um, trying to see what else was on that day. I was we were so busy in the back, I didn't get out to see much. Like your boys king, I was not able to see them. Uh,
0: I was gonna um, ask about that.
1: Yeah, I mean, even L7, I wanted to make it over there over for them, but um the way that the interviews kind of popped up, like the first band of the day I really saw was Cohegan and Cambria.
0: Oh wow, so that must have been way later in the day, huh?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so that was Thursday. Um, you know, it, overall good day. It was just kind of a nineties nostalgia day. Um, uh, definitely had a good time. The Friday was when um uh, 13 interviews on friday and that was the I, metal day
0: right it was friday
1: uh yeah i Most, mean yeah
0: mostly metal
1: yeah like friday saturday were pretty 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 heavy on the metal side of it um but uh let's see here like fox bat interviewed those guys those guys are local Wargasm, one of my favorite interviews of the weekend very cool um uh hanabia uh, we've been saying it wrong uh first interview i've ever done in a, uh where i needed a translator so i would i would ask the generic question translator would translate they would answer in japanese translator would translate back to me it, it was a very uh, uh awkward interview but I, I think they had fun and I, it, it i think it turned out fun yeah, I mean,
0: I, I interviewed way back in the day when I was doing my zine, shot to the System, I interviewed a, uh, they were a funk metal, sort of like a funk metal thrash yeah. band, super junky monkey.
1: <laughs> nice.
0: Uh, it was like equal parts, red hot chili peppers, like thrash metal. It was just, it was really cool. Uh, if anything, they would have been perfect for, for new Pod. Yeah. Uh But it was the same thing. I had to interview them and I'd be like, so tell me what it was like to do this and this and this. And then the translator would say it. They would kind of murmur to each other and then the translator would go, it was good. um, this is gonna be a really hard interview to write so but yeah i mean there's definitely something lost in that translation unfortunately
1: i will say that they gave very thorough answers like they gave it and i was you know it was tough i couldn't really get a footing in the interview it wasn't a good give and take obviously so it was just like you know, what do you like about the, you know, how how do the American audiences take you guys? And, right. you know, it would come back, but they would give these thorough answers. So, so hopefully everything comes out in the, uh, in the wash on that one. Um, uh, Flat Black played, uh, they, they, that's Jason Hook from Five Finger Death Punch's new band. Um, the, and they did play a Five Finger Death Punch song, which I found very, very awkward. They were the opening band on one of the stages and they're out there rocking some, uh, some, some Five Finger Death Punch. Um, I don't. Miss May I showed up. Inter Shikari. That was the one interview that I'm kind of iffy on. I'm kind of like, I don't know. I know that they're, they're a massive band overseas, but they, they, they haven't really hit here in the States. Hmm. So And they've been around since like 99. So I just felt like out of my element interview, interviewing them for some odd reason. They were, they, and they were the last interview of the day. So I kind of left a funky taste in my mouth on that hmm. one. Um, Morgan and Mercedes sat down from Kitty very cool uh and i got to go out and check them out they were one of the first bands i got to see that day just because basically from nine to five i was in the media tent interviewing so like anything after five o'clock i was able to run out and check out um but kitty that huge crowd for him the uh the fans were going nuts for him sure. actually i had uh, i was standing next to a lady and uh a friend of mine who was like six five walked up and like i i gave him a hug and like I haven't seen him in a couple of years. So I gave him a big, a big old hug. And like mid hug, she like tapped me and like, can you make your friend move? <laughs> I was just like, that was extremely rude lady. She's right. like, my kitty is my favorite band. And I'm like, well, you're at a festival. Right. And and like, there was room to move up. It's not like right. we were, we were. Playing, <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Sardined no. in there. Like, right. I was like, move up if you can't see. Right. Like, I
0: was so mad. Can you chop him down at the knee, please? That yeah
1: yeah if you could if you could just get on your knees and hug that would be great um avatar that was the first interview of the day johannes from avatar popped up and media tent very close to the main stage but like stage volume seemed to be pretty good all day but dude avatar hit and like i felt like avatar was in the media tent with oh wow they were so loud but uh but man i love those guys and uh, uh johannes has a very dry sense of humor um so hopefully that one comes off pretty well uh wage war killed it bad omens killed it dance gavin dance guys were great Corey taylor did a solo set of uh you know he did some slipknot he did some stone gotcha. sour he did the spongebob theme like always uh i think i think Corey, i think him going out solo like this you know just you know he gets to play some Stone Sour stuff. He gets to play those Slipknot hits. Right. He gets to play a solo hits. Man, I think he gets. I think if you're if you're a Corey Taylor fan, and you like Stone Sour and you like Slipknot and you like his solo stuff, it's a definite must go see. You know, go see him play these songs live. Um, he actually popped up a couple times back, like back in the media area, but I was never like back there at the same time. And Anthony, uh, who works for Slipknot, obviously, uh, he was like, "Man, Corey Taylor just came back here." we all did shots and then he left, (laughs) you know, I guess he did a bartending thing in one of the, uh, one of the tents too. So that was cool. Right on. Uh, Megadeth. Great. As always. Uh, we saw, we saw a few songs there, you know, just, um, the one cool thing about Mustaine was at one point he was back in the media tent. He only did, I think one or two interviews. And, uh, I was like, man, I was like, I was like, Anthony, go talk to the security guy and see if I can just grab a photo. <clears throat> and Megadeth was once uh, managed by Five B, which Five sure. B owns all of Knotfest. And I had forgotten that they weren't a Five B band anymore. And I'm like, I'm like, all right, our end is that we're managed by the same people. And then I, I hit, it hit me that like he had just let Five B go a couple of months ago, so I didn't really know the inner workings of like if it was a bad split or if it was a good split, right. Uh, so I so I left it alone. I was like, ah. And then as I was talking to somebody else, like he walked out. But it was just cool to kind of be in. The, I, I met him, you know, in the 90s, but it was still kind of cool just to kind of be in the same vicinity as him. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. That's
0: right. I, I love my, my buddy Dirk is the drummer in, in, yeah. uh, in Megadeth, So it's always just great to see. I always love seeing him play because I'm just like living vicariously through him. Right. Just, just like, oh my God, it's like, and, and whenever we talk about it, he's just like, he, he's still kind of like, I still can't believe it, you know <laughs> right. that Like I was, that, that's always my favorite part About Megadeth nowadays, is just seeing him Play, yeah, and hitting all Those beats,
1: yeah, Mustaine and uh, James Lomenzo were both back there And I was even like, dude, that's the guy from White Lion, <laughs> you know like, like, let the children cry right. Wait, and all those, you know, I, I love That, uh, Pride that? and Glory uh, Just Pride, I think it was called No,
0: Pride and Pride and Glory with, uh, he was in uh, Oh, was he there, in Pride? Uh, I'm sorry, yeah With Black Wild that's oh, okay.
1: how i, that's I, how I know. know no he uh the white lion album is called pride <laughs> that's, that's what <laughs> that's we we're with. um so limp biscuit we're gonna get into this uh yeah they, that was a fiat did you see any of the uh, ramifications i, of I it?
0: haven't i all i saw was that they played they switched instruments and they opened with blind that's all yeah. i got to see or here.
1: okay so so they come out and um they obviously, you know, they 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 open with blind with Fred on guitar and West singing and however else it happened, right? right? So they, they they do that and then they go into the um, what's the track on Three Dollar Bill, y'all? Where he's like, maybe it's not Three Dollar Bill, you It's, it's the song where he where they basically shout out all the cities, you know, getting frisky and you know San Francisco oh, or whatever man. and you know Louisville. They they sell the the city names, so they kind of opened with that track, and then. After that song, Fred's like, cut off all the cameras. We're not here to be on TV. So all the giant monitor or the, the video monitors where I was further back and watching. And just turned off. He made them turn them all off. And so everybody that was far from the stage couldn't see anything going on anymore. And then like they had uh, their, their, their back, their screen behind them said Yacht New Metal. And they were like in between tracks, they were playing all the, you know, all the Asia and Toto and all that stuff yeah, right. in between tracks. And then they, I mean, they really just like jammed like they, they were up there jamming, talking shit like it, it was a really bizarre set. limbuskit one of my favorite live bands of all time, yeah, like- that was easily the worst show i've ever not been only that
0: i mean come on like you know those of us who grew up with them and everything like we're yes. in our fucking 40s dude i can't <laughs> see you i can't see you from way the fuck back there you know like i need the fucking screen to be able to yeah.
1: see you i saw that uh because friend, you know the uh, uh lauren from roach coach messaged me and said that that they're just getting eaten alive on twitter so i looked it up and a lot of people were complaining that the people up front when they cut the Cut the uh, uh, screens off. There was a big crowd surge, and everybody kind of got squished up front. So I mean, it was kind of a safety issue too. Right. Um, and Biscuit was like one of those like I have to. I, w- I want to watch from beginning to end. Like I right. want to see all of Biscuit set. I love the band. I've always love the band. And we literally just like, all right. Well, I guess let's go find something else to right, do because so <laughs> like, you because you couldn't see them. They're kind of dicking around. Um, and That's then the, 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 main, the main band that night was tool. Uh, I mean, obviously a fantastic show. I mean, beautiful show, the, the lights, the set, everything else. Right. Uh, the only bad thing with them is they, they were scheduled to, to get off stage at like ten fifty, and they randomly abruptly stopped at 10 30 and did this really awkward, like goodbye and like throwing drumsticks out and stuff almost to where like, Oh, they're going to come back out and, they and they then never they did. just and they like my wife and i stood there for a while and and we're kind of like all right well they're coming back right like they're coming back and right. then and then road cases started getting pushed on stage and i'm like wow this is this is really artsy tooling. right, you right. Know,
0: like, <laughs> super meta here right now <laughs> yeah
1: yeah so so we so we stuck around for a little while and then finally it was just like ah uh, really oh, nope this but even by the time we got like back to to all the gear and, and loading up i was still waiting for them to play sober or something you right. know
0: nothing huh like just yeah nothing came back they didn't even come back out
1: yeah nothing it was weird yeah. because even they're like you know how some bands do the the fake goodbye yeah, yeah. Like, oh this is a great show oh thank you so much blah 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 it seemed like that just because it was so awkward right so
0: and there's also, and there's always that, uh, like when I saw Pantera, actually a couple of weeks ago, you know, they were like, all right, everybody like good night. They played Cowboys from hell. And we were like, wow. All right. Like that was fucking amazing. And then they came back out and played two more songs and we were all like, Oh shit. Like that's yeah. fucking new. So yeah, it's like, you're always kind of waiting for like, you're like, and hear it
1: come. <laughs> I guess not. Well, speaking yeah. of Pantera, we'll move on to Saturday. Um, yeah saturday i opened the day uh, i interviewed brendan small from death nice. clock obviously yeah. um that'll probably be the first one out just because he he actually talks about the uh, writer strike and i think the writer strike there's rumors it's going to be over soon so probably should get that one out quick <laughs> be too dated yeah yeah you come out in december and like what do you what what uh what are you talking about here um but yeah like uh i interviewed uh, ithaca uh, that was a fun interview. The devil's cut was fun. Jesus piece was fun. Um, I'm trying to see what else is on here. That from that day, I saw Maddie Mullins from Memphis May fire, which is like one of my favorite bands. Nice. That was a band. We actually made it out to go check out a little bit during the day. Um, they were like, they perfectly sandwiched in between like my first interview and my second interview of the day. Um, all, all the guys in the who, uh, we're sitting on a couch at one point, kind of in the in the media area, and I just wanted to come up behind them and just like lean down and take a photo because it, it was literally the entire band like on a big like yep. L-shaped sectional couch. <laughs> and I was like, this would be a great photo. Um, I'm trying to see what I what some of the first stuff I saw the day. Gideon, uh, I had to go out and check those guys out. Those guys, um, I don't know if I talked about it on the on the preview episode, but those guys are from the town that i lived in in tennessee oh, nice. uh, a couple of well, the guitar player was I, I think a couple of them were from like alabama but i mean it got down to where like i said you know when was the last time you were at rivergate mall as a joke because that's the you know local mall there right and he goes oh i used to work at the rivergate mall and i'm like well what store and he goes hot topic and i'm like <laughs> i was like you know what do you remember about the hot topic and he's like oh my he's like the only thing i really remember is that my uh my boss was this lady named Melissa with her cheeks pierced. And I'm like, that's my wife. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like your wife. dude. (laughs) And, uh, so that, that when I interviewed him on the, uh, on the podcast a while back, I actually, she was upstairs and I texted her to come down and she poked her, poked her head around and said, hello. So when I saw Tyler at the show, he, I saw him, uh, in the media area. Uh, we were talking for a while, and uh he's actually a really big Primer 55 fan, too, which is really funny. That's pretty uh, awesome. so, so he's a big fan of the band, and then he was also, you know, Melissa hired him at a, at a Hot Topic <laughs> years ago. But, man, it, it was awesome was to see them kind of just crushing one of the side stages. Nice. Um. Yeah, Memphis May Fire, Death. I went out and checked out Death Clock. What a fucking great I, show that is. I hope we're um,
0: here for that out here.
1: Yeah, I, I I do say that I, it probably would have been a lot better in a club or a you know an arena, closed venue. you know closed venue, not just a, a festival site. But uh, um, and then Gene Hoagland did come over say hello. Nice. Uh, you know, I was hoping to get him on the on the show, but he was uh, he didn't. I guess you know I uh, didn't get the uh, memo that he was also asked to be on the show. But yeah, he came over. We talked for a while, talked about all the good stuff. Always great to see Gene. I think Gene. Gene's been on the podcast like five or six times, uh, you know, so definitely a good dude. Got a little history there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the main headliners that night falling in reverse. I don't care what anybody says. I, I love that band. And, and they, they put on a hell of a show. I thought the best thing of the night though, I was, I was walking to see falling in reverse and I heard somebody go, is this Pantera? <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to be like, yes, yes. It's a way different Pantera. than I remember them. sounding. <laughs> is this Pantera? changed their sound a lot. Uh, but to kind of get to the, the, you know, my main band of the night, uh, Pantera, uh, obviously second time I've seen them this year, not as good as not, well, hang on, not as good for me as the first time, uh, we were kind of back into the side, so it was kind of weird, but we kind of weaseled our way, you know, about, you know, center stage halfway up. And once I got there, it was great. Right. But but like where we started out it was like the, the emotions and the feeling and stuff wasn't there. Right. But it's, almost, I still, it's almost
0: like for the first half of the crowd, you could feel that energy and then it just yeah. kind of sort of dissipates the further out it gets.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So like once we got up a close, like you could really feel the, 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 you know, the emotions and everything around it. Um, again, band sounds great. Looks great. Lights are great. fire. Yeah. You know, all everything that you want out of a Pantera show mm-hmm. is there. Um, obviously a lot of people were saying that Phil was kind of the anti let biscuit on that one, just because right. Phil was very, uh, you know, thanks. You could just see it on his face. He's just happy to be up there and happy yeah, that probably. people give a shit. And, um, you know, all that stuff. And then the who came out and did walk and, uh, Jose Mangan was up there during walk <laughs> and things like that. So that right was good stuff, man. Um, uh, and then I, you know, I did stick around for, for Avenged Sevenfold. Um, I was nervous kind of going into this one cause I'm not a big fan of the new album, but they, they did what they do and they played the hits and, you know, stuff off of every album things like yep. that. I, I had a great time. Got a blast. Awesome. Uh, Sunday. Let's see here. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday did not really, we, we actually just kind of, um, I only had one interview of the day oh. and I, and I will pat myself on the back for this one. um, flogging molly is a 5b band and um you know the the head the head honcho of 5b was there and he kind of comes up and says hey can you can you interview flogging molly in one hour and i was just like yeah i mean what am i gonna say no Yeah. right (laughs) Yeah, yeah so so i'm sitting there watching my i was watching uh my football team on my phone just get absolutely destroyed and then he comes up and says can you interview flogging molly and i'm like yeah and he's like, it'll be uh, Dennis Casey, the guitar player. So my wife gives me her phone. I'm like, as I'm watching football on my phone, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, I'm like just scrolling through interviews, trying to get any nugget I can of anything. Right. Because I know Flogging Molly. I don't know them. Nuggets.
0: Right. You're not intimate with their the yeah. band.
1: Right. You know? <laughs> so I wrote down uh, all I could find really. And then, I mean, it was, it was, which I guess will come up later um about the whole interview thing but not a lot online with this guy and not a ton out there about him so i just wrote down (laughs) i wrote down the album title and the two bands that and the two bands they're on tour with right now and he sat down i mean he's dressed all like you know flogging molly like you know got the (laughs) got the cool outfit on and uh and we're sitting there and i i I was wearing my Johnny Cash shirt. I will say that. So he kind of said something about my shirt. I was like, oh, yeah. And we started talking about Johnny Cash and Johnny Cash being from the town I grew up in and blah, blah, blah. So we dive into this interview and I'm just pulling out of my ass, like, whatever. And so I see that they're on tour. This is a festival show. How does a festival show kind of, you know, uh, thrown into a tour? How does that, you know, what is that like for you type stuff? Then, then it gets into that they were on the warp Tour back in the day. And then we, we started talking about the warp Tour. Oh. And then I, I asked him kind of a generic question of, like, who's your guitar hero? And he said, Elvis. And then I started talking about, El- like, we, we started talking about how cool Elvis looked on the 68 comeback special. And <laughs> just, I mean, it was a fun interview. And, and one thing my wife does is she kind of gives me how long the interview has been going. You know, she'll hit me with a, yeah. a seven or an eight, uh, you know, just kind of, just, just to know where or- I'm <laughs> <Just, laughs> Time
0: to cut it down. <laughs> <Like> that. <laughs> That's what she gives me.
1: Well, something, well, I mean, a lot of times it's, it's like, I feel like the interview has been going on forever and it'd be like six minutes. I'm like, really? Just six minutes. Right, right. So, but this one was, I look up at her and she already gave me 10 minutes in. I was like, holy shit. So, uh, so we're talking and we finish the interview and he gets up and he goes, he goes, you know, I was thinking not fast. I was going to have to like really brush up on my metal, but this was one of my, you know, this was a great interview or something like nice. that. So I said to him, I was like, all right, well, make sure you go tell 5B owner <laughs> because, right. you know, just, just, hey, you know, the guy you're uh, uh, employing over there did a good job. Yep. And so later on, I was standing out by the, uh, uh, the restrooms or whatever, which we need to get to the restroom store in a second. Um, <laughs> So I'm over there by the restrooms. He walks up to me and he goes, he goes, I have four kids and he goes on know my four kids lives in my 28 years of doing interviews. That was one of my favorite interviews of all time. And I told, you know, Corey that I was like, holy shit. Right on. And you know, awesome. it was just one of those that I had an hour to get it together and just, just flying by the seat and of my pants. Hey,
0: you know what? It's like when when you're when you're kind of like too nervous about it, you know, it's like you'll trip up, but I think you you nailed it, man. Yeah. Just gotta fucking find find those one one or two little talking points, and then next thing you know, you're off to the fucking races. So that's awesome, man.
1: Stoke. It's funny, I think I think I do better when I don't have as many notes. Right. Because I don't have as many things to get to. So like you really have to listen and focus and find that. Right. Oh, they said they like this band. Okay, I can go here with that, or I can go there with this. And if I have too many notes, then I, I, I'm already on to the next topic. Right. When they're answering the the previous question.
0: Yeah, it's a little easier to ad lib. You yeah. know, when You're not You're not focused on question number six is this, and question number seven is that. You know, and you can just kind of just kind of, sort of wing it. You know, sometimes those are the best interviews.
1: Plus, that was the 21st interview of the weekend, so <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, my chops were up. Um, before we get into uh um some of the bands I saw that day, I do want to dive back into Saturday. Um, so Oliver Anthony, who I actually just had to show you before we started recording, you know, viral sensation, TikTok, you know, uh, reaction videos. He was on Joe Rogan recently, like he's already like in a month's time. Wow, just up darn bananas, right? So, and I've been on interview, I think we've interviewed somebody recently. Um, and I was saying that how cool the story that was, even if it's a plant, even if it's fake, all of it's fake. You know, I still hold that. There's still a, uh, you know, I can upload a song to the internet and it'll get into the right algorithm and I can be famous tomorrow. You know, right. that's kind of what he's done. And so I've been a advocate of Oliver Anthony. And I knew that he was, I do know that he doesn't love media. So, I'll, I'll preface the story with that. So I, I was like, well, if I see him this weekend in the media area, I'll ask him just for a photo because I, I think the story is fun. So I, I, I was coming out of the bathroom and who is coming in, you know, the, there's that pathway in between the stages and the buses and he's coming at me. And I was <laughs> like, Oh shit. And there's all, Oliver Anthony. So I like, I was like, Hey man, and I tried to say that I was with the media, that I was here working, that I wasn't just some riffraff that got backstage somehow. Right. And I was like, hey, man, I'm doing media over here. Um, you know, can I just grab a photo? And he goes, well, who are you, who are you doing media for? And I go, oh, I, I work for Not fast, you know, Slipknot, stuff like that. And he starts to walk away and he's looking at me funny. And he walks away and he gets about six feet from me and he turns and looks at me and he goes, I don't really like the media, and he just turns around and walks off. I was just like, <laughs> "You have got to be fucking kidding me!" <laughs> like that was—I have never in my, you know, years and years of being around bands and media and and being in the media and all this other stuff—ever had anyone do that to me. And of all people, the guy that's been famous for a month, uh, big time to me for a photo
0: yeah i don't know man i any anytime people get like that where they're just like you know i don't want to do interviews or you know i don't i don't know anybody who who treats treats the industry like that especially when you're in the industry yeah that that to me is a huge turnoff too when they're just like we're not doing any interviews i'm like okay but then you're gonna be pissed off that nobody's picking up your record or checking you out like you know it's like stuff like that really you know or, or when you get those people who are like you know You know, my art isn't a commodity. I'm like, (laughs) what the fuck did you sign to our record label, dude? Like, what What did you think was going to happen? You know? Well,
1: I say that I will say that he's like the anti jelly roll because jelly roll a few years ago was he did every single podcast, radio interview, video interview. Like he almost like forced himself on everybody. And he had a bottle of tequila with him. And he did he did a shot at every, you know, he did a shot with every host and he had an entourage. I mean, he was in the media tents working his ass off. Right. And then you get and you get this guy who just like straight up looked at me and said, I don't really like the media as he walked away. I was like, Oh my God. Even my, my, my wife saw it. She was like, what did he say to you? And I was yeah, like, oh, I oh, you just wait for this story. <laughs> and I'm not saying that, you know, he doesn't need me. He doesn't need a photo with me. He doesn't need any of no. this right now, but I'm saying in three years, when I get that press release of like Oliver Anthony's, you know, third album coming out, would right. you like to do an interview? I'm going to say no, because I will yeah, hold a grudge. <laughs> yeah. And none of that, I
0: don't like people who don't like the media. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah.
1: It's but so that. funny, man.
0: Whatever. Whatever. With people like that. I don't know. Yeah. Like stuff like that. Even if it's just for a photo, it's like, you could still stop and take a photo. Right. You know, like that kind of thing where it's just like, you know, they, they may, you know, it's not like you were interrupting him while he was eating. Yeah, right. or something like that he's sitting in you know denny's with his family eating breakfast and you walked up to him like that would be one thing it's
1: like the, you know, the bad santa i'm on my lunch break yeah like during a <laughs> festival like man i don't know yeah. I,
0: people like that just that 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 that's the type of thing that irritates the shit out of me when they're just like no 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 it's like really like somebody wants to take a picture with you like you can't even just you know stop and do that
1: right that's yeah bizarre. it was a mess yeah um bizarre. but overall overall the festival was good yeah, yeah, uh, just uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, we just kind of hung around Sunday. Run the Jewels was fun. Oh, um, I get to see them. Queens of the Stone Age sounded great. Uh, Green Day actually was was uh, was they they they're just another one of those bands, man. Like every single song is a damn hit. Yep. Um, yeah, just a just another great uh, another great day of music. But yeah, overall, all four days great. You know, hung out with Jose Mangan a little bit here and nice. there um you know saw matt painfield running around back there and it's just kind of cool to still see him yep. uh doing stuff um yeah overall i think that uh you know oliver anthony aside it was a great weekend of music nice
0: nice yeah next week or at the yeah next week i think it is is, is aftershock and i wish i could make it this year but this yeah. this year is a little too jam-packed for me to to do that but I will. Uh, I'll definitely be on that headbanger's boat, so I'll definitely have plenty to report after yeah. that nonsense.
1: Nice. Yeah. The uh, the the last thing on on the whole weekend was, hmm. uh, and I was kind of looking back on the first the first year I ever covered louder than life. I had a, a recorder, a little handheld re- digital recorder, um, that I basically you know, blah 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 yep. blah blah, you know, like that whatever. And then the next year, two microphones and a and a, and a you know. Uh, a recorder and then you know like the next year you know just kind of keeps building right and and this year we get there and we didn't really know if we had to build like kind of make a set or right. or if that we were going to have one of the 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 bays with you know our logo and stuff in it and uh we show up man and and we turn a corner and there's a bay with the Notfest fest logo everywhere oh, right and, and and the couch and all that stuff and and i don't know man it's just it was just really cool that i guess it's like maybe the sixth sixth year i've covered louder than life and every year it's gotten a little bit bigger this year obviously the most interviews i've done um biggest production we've had i mean they flew in a damn camera guy for god's sake you know like so um just just overall man everything's moving up and uh up and forward i guess kick
0: ass dude kick ass yeah i mean uh, yeah we i mean so out of out of all the bands you saw was there any band that that you didn't know about that really you were like holy shit i gotta check these guys out more
1: um check these out these guys out more i'm trying to do a quick scan of the right. uh Have the, the 9, bands <laughs> yeah yeah um i mean i i did take your advice you know the who was great to, to check out um it was it is one of those things and i i've made this comment a ton of times where where you do the interview and then you like the band more. So right. I think that that was flogging Molly for me. Like I did the interview and I was like, you know what? We better go check them out. And we had a great time checking them out. There yeah. were the drunken lullaby song. I was like, oh yeah, I know that <laughs> I know that, that song. Um, uh, I can't really see too much on here. That's just like something that really, really like blew me away. Um, we really, oh, we did go over to watch the, uh, the emo night thing. Okay. Which oh, I thought geez.
0: was, I forgot I, that's what they were called.
1: I was I was hoping it was like maybe, you know, a band maybe covering songs, but it was literally a quote unquote DJ just playing like Paramore songs. I was just like, are you kidding me? This is what yeah. this is. Um, but they had actually they actually had a pretty big uh, a pretty big uh, crowd for that. Um, Suicide Silence guys were running around. Those guys were hilarious. Yeah. Um, you know, I think honestly i think death clock was something that that i really need to get into into like i i need to really sit down watch the show watch the movies get into the music because that was one of those um seeing live i was like man i really i really feel like i'm missing the you know missing the joke or something you know yeah
0: i mean it's you know especially listen to that new record when we when we interviewed brandon uh Mm -hmm like you know just trying to brush up on on the song and i'm just like listening to it and yeah you know you can tell that some of the songs have a kind of a jokey vibe and whatever yeah. but like or lyrically at least but like when you listen to the music you're like this has no right to be this fucking good <laughs> you know yeah, right? it's like that's the whole thing it's like the grooves and hoagland's drumming and, and 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 smalls is playing and is singing i'm just like it's 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 almost like it's almost like if you gave a guitar to somebody who doesn't know how to play guitar and suddenly they just bust out the craziest fucking riffs you've ever heard. And you're like, okay, that's just not fair right there, you know, but it is, it's, I, I, I highly recommend it dude. Yeah. The first record is just, it's so phenomenal. And the new one is really good. I need to listen to the second one more. That is for sure. But, um, but yeah, definitely, definitely you got to get into that. I think you'll, be, I think you're going to be like, holy shit, dude. Holy <laughs> I
1: missed shit. all of it.
0: Yeah. But, yeah, uh, it
1: was good times. Um it was Baby Metal there? Did they play? Uh too? yeah, they were they were on one of the main stages. I think I was doing an interview as they oh, were on. Did. Oh, okay. Was a I was I, I could hear a lot of bands all day. Yeah, right. <laughs> the was the, was the Han the Hanabia band, um they people were like, dude, they had samurais on stage, like all kinds of crazy yeah. shit going on. Like, where was uh, I? Yeah, I don't know. I was just like, I wish I could have seen that. But but yeah, I could I there was very little i saw on friday oh that's a bummer but uh yeah. but yeah i think overall great weekend of music um yeah i just wanted to do a quick recap of of the festival and kind of um i bet i assuming we're going to do the same thing we did last year kind of release one a week of the interviews i do believe yeah. we'll start with uh with brendan small and then we'll kind of go from there right um so you the next 21 weeks of uh <laughs> louder than life uh recaps <laughs> um maybe two a week yeah you would think but i i i think we're, we'll go until christmas right uh, <laughs> um but yeah just it was great to see Cody and cambria like i'm just kind of looking at yeah, that, that I oh i and i did see uh i i saw claudio earlier in the day that guy's a little guy he's a little buddy <laughs> <He's laughs> <a, laughs> like yeah well, he's, he's yeah he's just a little guy little guy but yeah good times um but yeah, that, that was just a little recap of Louder Than Life, and then uh next week we have a we have an awesome interview uh, on the books. We won't spoil it, and we won't say just because it hasn't ha- happened yet. So uh, but yeah, I think next weekend, next week's yep. episode is going to be a monster episode too. Yep, yep, and yep, we'll, yep. we'll get back on the uh, get back on track now that all this festival nonsense is out of the way. And- yep,
0: yep, exactly. Get get some more deep dives in. That's what I'm excited about. I want to do I want to do another cool album deep dive.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, for a new pod here on uh, notfest.com and Roe and I are both wearing Dimebag Daryl t-shirts, but uh, right. <laughs> That's how we Uh oh yeah, let me let me shout out uh Mortis Viventi, uh the uh it's a clothing company. Um they do these very cool shirts and uh oh, they yeah. they, uh, they actually slid me a nice uh shirt. Nice. To, for I have a bunch of their here. merch. Yeah.
0: They're, they're at every horror convention every yeah. there's a festival they are yeah it's a great great company great as a guy who makes merch like yeah. I gotta tell you man i I love their merch their merch is really good prints yeah. are really nice everything about it is really cool so
1: I like the detail yeah. a lot man there there's yeah. two separate there were two separate uh clothing companies but very similar uh styles. And the Mortis Faventi or however you say it, I might be saying it wrong.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh they uh their their look and their 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 style and the shirts and everything look great. Yeah. Um they, they, they nailed it. The other the other company not so much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh but yeah, so I had to I have to give them a little shout out here at the end. Um, so yeah, so for new pod here not notfest.com, I am Joshua Toomey, that is Roe Coley, and we will talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening to New Pod. Follow To Me at TalkToMe Talk and Roe at War Machine Merch. Rate, review, and
0: subscribe and tell your friends. Until next week, keep it new.